0: and a very good evening everybody welcome to oh hello there we go seven o'clock welcome to one of our spiritualism lyceum evenings and welcome anybody new if you've not joined us on one of these evenings before welcome 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 and welcome in people who are joining us now from around the world so we're just allowing a few people to build up in our virtual gathering tonight (coughs) there we go people are coming in hello if you are coming into the room just a quick shout out into the comments box to let us know you're here who you are Um, and during the course of this evening it's only about an hour long as normal uh, between us and our guests we welcome any comments any questions any queries you may have about the topics being discussed so there we go, we're on a roll now, people are in. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So tonight's guest is the lovely Do you know what I I, 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 this is the, I
1: paid him, I paid him.
0: <laughs> this is the lovely Elaine Bevin. I have the hugest respect for Elaine as a medium, as a tutor, and as a friend. And i do mean that elaine. Thank you, you know i don't thank blow you. smoke so i really do i've got immense amount of time so welcome people coming in teresa donna jennifer jenny eva hello darling all the way from stockholm how are you darling no you're not stockholm i think you, you're further afield still so elaine just to bring in a little bit how how did you Start out
1: on your mediumistic path? Um well, strange rig, because I grew up in the Salvation Army, so the word medium only ever applied to shoes or dresses. It was <laughs> not applied to anything else in my understanding. Um, so I'd have been in my late 20s when I'd always experienced odd things happening. In fact, my husband now used to call me a witch, which I thought was very cruel, I have to say. Um, but things would happen in the home, there'd be phenomena occurring. And this had happened from the age of about three. So I'd always grown up talking to voices in my head um, that I called my guardian angel. But when um, obstacles were suddenly removed in the house, you know, items would vanish and lights would go on and off and the television would go on and off and plant pods would fly up and down the room. It started to get a bit strange. And I thought, I decided to book myself into the nearest mental hospital, but I never got there because someone introduced me to a medium. And um, I was talking to this lady about all I was experiencing. And she said, oh, it's all right, dear. It's just the spirit world having fun with you. And she proceeded over the space of about two hours to tell me things about my family that she couldn't have known because I was born in Scotland. And by that time, I was living in Southampton. Um, she told me things that I'd forgotten until she mentioned them again, taking me right back to my uh, under age of five in Scotland. And so I thought, well, why is all this happening now? Why at this stage in my life is this a sort of breakthrough of energy occurring? And she said, it's quite simple, dear. They want you to get on and start working. And so I started to study mediumship, go to spiritualist churches. Uh, read as much as I could, see as many mediums as I could in terms of watching them work. Um, And I remember the first time I walked into a spiritualist church, it was a tiny, single-room church, and my very first thought was, I've come home. And I don't know why I felt that, but that was exactly what I felt. And that was 40 years ago now. I know I look very young, I know. (laughs) Um, So... I I did what all mediums do, learned as much as I could, read as much as I could, discussed as much as I could, um, tried to come to terms with the phenomena happening in my everyday life, which can be a little bit off-putting when you're a nurse. You know, I used to have a nickname, Cardiac Arrest Annie, because I'd predict when the next cardiac arrest was going to happen and who it would happen to, which was very unfortunate, but it wasn't my doing, it was what I was being told. So the crash team got a bit fed up of seeing me on duty after a while. Um, I'd literally walk into the ward, be fastening on my apron and my buckle and go, that lady's just about to arrest. And they'd all go running up the ward and wait for the lady to arrest. So it, it not a good reputation to have as a nurse, unfortunately. And of course, night shifts were a nightmare for me because I would see ghosts, as people would say, and not know they were ghosts. I would think they were patients out of bed and go trailing down the ward after them to try and put them back to bed, only to find out they would vanish before my eyes. So um, life was pretty cute, confusing for a number of years before I started my training. So that, that was how I got to that point, really, was to try and get some sense of order in my physical and material life. Yeah,
0: that, that is really interesting as well because of your vocation. Um, I find quite a lot within the church and people further afield as well, that when you are working in that very close contact with the aura, so we're looking at nurses, we are talking about doctors Mm -hmm. as well, and surgeons, and nail technicians, and (laughs) hairdressers. Yes, yes. um, This constant working within people's auras and working in their energies as well does start to just gently open doors.
1: I think that's true, and unfortunately, not having a previous understanding of what was happening, it was just every event seemed very startling, whereas what I really was doing was tuning into an energy that's always there, but I didn't know that at the time. Yeah. I I was sort of experiencing it. In a very shocked emotional way, most of the time, whereas now um, I tend to be a little bit more laid back. And if they pop up when I'm not expecting them, I just say, Not now, come back later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they can
0: pop in at the wrong times, can't they? they can yeah. be, just sat there quietly, and somebody go,
1: Lawrence, pack it in. Yeah. It busy. Well, <laughs> yes, I must admit they're banned from the shower now because they've given me too many shocks in the shower. And <laughs> someone hands you a bar of soap, it's a little bit startling. <laughs>
0: Excellent. A little comment there from Sheena, who is up in lovely Scotland. Elaine, when I was working with the elderly, I noticed spirits too, thinking it was clients. So, yeah, it it comes as no surprise because you're also working not only in the energy closely related with the aura and other people's energy fields, but you're also working in service.
1: Yeah, and the the phenomena um, at times is really quite startling. there was one occasion i was on a children's ward and the hospital had historically been a tv hospital which was now orthopedics and um i remember being on my own in the dinner break one night the auxiliary had gone off to her lunch and like most people who wear glasses i can't see a thing at night so um i'm peering down the ward because i can hear a disturbance and suddenly before me is a little boy walking towards me fully dressed and wearing calipers on his legs. Now, calipers make a particular sound on a parquet floor. And I'm thinking, oh, he's gonna wake everybody up. I need to get him back to bed. So we're going, shh, shh, go back to bed, go back to bed. I'll come and check on you. So bless him, he turned round, walked back to the side ward and I trolled up the ward after him, opened the side ward door to remember that the side ward was actually empty that night. But what stuck in my mind, was not the fact that I'd seen a ghost child, a spirit child, but I'd heard the calipers clicking on the parquet four. And at that time I thought, this is energy to the nth degree. You know, this is something that creates sound, creates image, changes an environment. And it started my fascination with looking at the deeper sense of energy, not just spirit communication, but what else is happening with this wonderful energy
0: indeed, and that that is partly uh something I would like to touch upon tonight because we we are talking about the metaphysical side of spiritualism yes um metaphysics definition' Elaine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be totally honest. I had to look it up so that I didn't give you um a a lame uh definition, and it says it's the branch of philosophy that examines the nature of reality, including the relationship between mind and matter, substance and attribute, fact and value. And I thought that was really quite nicely put, uh, much better than I'd have been able to put it. And it was, the bit that sticks in my mind is, you know, reality, what is reality? And we know as spiritualists, we live in, a loser, in an illusion. This world is what we see physically, but is not the entirety of what, actually exists what is and it's only through um opening up our mediumship to studying the flow of energy and recognizing when we're being shown things subtly when we're being prompted subtly when the world itself is almost shouting at us saying take note how many times have we got to hold up the same sign turn left turn right don't go there that um I decided to study it in in quite a bit of detail and was very fortunate. Um, I've traveled to the States now for about, coming on 20 years and met a number of what I call old school ministers and mediums who studied metaphysics. You know, people in their seventies and eighties, in days when mediumship wasn't the entertainment that it now is, but it was a serious study of science and fact and was very fortunate to do a two-year mentorship under three very gifted uh, ministers and mediums, um, culminating in becoming ordained myself in May 2018, I think it was, I lose <laughs> track at the time, um, because I wanted to know about the use of energy, because I felt that life without understanding energy was a pale limitation of what it really was. And that once we accepted that this energy is in constant flow around us. It's part of the divine essence that flows through all things, that it's there for our succor, our support, our courage, our guidance. We don't need to have messages from mediums. The great divine energy itself is giving us messages almost every second of our life if we but learn to tune into it and recognize it as such.
0: Beautifully, beautifully put. I, I fully get that. <clears throat> I found myself over the last few years, and especially in the outbreak of COVID and having to work online, my eyes were well and truly opened. I uh, uh, must say a quick hello to lovely Marion and Jack from Denmark. And this is, brings in so nicely what we're talking about here. That we can actually talk, interact, and relate to. Uh, we've got Europe, and we've got the far end of Scotland online. We've got closer to home, but we've got this huge distance physically. That but that no dis- distance
1: at all. Exactly. <laughs>
0: distance. Yeah. Jack is my long lost brother. I'm sure he is. I'm sure.
1: He- a word for your mum.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I'm, I'm sure. Daddy had a bicycle. So long lost brother. And I can't wait to meet him. But that energy was there. Mm. Lovely Marian, beautiful, beautiful lady from Scotland. I've not met these people, but we have. We've we've actually connected, connected on that energetic level, and gone. You know what? I really like you. <laughs> They're there, probably sat there thinking, "Can oh, you shut up?" <laughs> <laughs> there,
1: there is one downside to studying metaphysics. I will be honest with you. You need to study all the old philosophers to get a sense of perspective, because from everything you read, you you take the kernel. And um I remember struggling not long, I used to do masses of homework for the course and you know, wait for it to come back from my mentor in America and she didn't do red ticks or crosses, but <laughs> her comments could be pretty ripe at times <laughs> um, as I was trying to get my head around the philosophy of, of, of the ancients. And I remember there was one night in particular I'd been struggling with something, couldn't quite get it right in my head. So I finally went off to sleep and sat bolt upright about four o'clock in the morning. This massive shift of energy had gone through the bedroom like a force nine gale, And I'm sat there thinking, what's happening? What's happening? What's going on? And I reached across and put the bedroom light on, the bedside light on, and realized that above my head was this minute money spider. Now, ladies, you know how tiny a money spider is. Um, men don't even see them, but we do. And I watched this thing coming very slowly down from the ceiling, so, so small. And I remember saying to it, my God, you did enough shift some energy. Well, I have no idea when that happened, but the following Sunday, I was doing a service at churches on the Isle of Wight, and the two mediums running one particular church, Sisters, are old school metaphysical mediums, and we got chatting. And as soon as I said, and there was this tiny, tiny mummy spider coming down from the ceiling, they just burst into peals of laughter and said, Elaine, have you not studied Ariadne? And I, excuse the French, said, who the fuck's Ariadne? because i had no idea and so they they (laughs) took pity on me and said um ariadne spun the cosmos from the threads of her web go and study your philosophers so it really taught me that in everything that we read is a small truth that opens a bigger picture so it doesn't mean that i now like spiders But it does mean I understand that the tiniest thing on our earth plane is capable of shifting great energy just to make its presence felt in our consciousness. And I'm very aware as I'm saying that there is a spirit energy coming in and they're talking about the presence we are feeling in the world at the moment of pain and distress and anxiety and of hatred. And I hate to use that word myself, but... They're talking about hatred and egocentricity and arrogance. And what worries me and many of us is that there is now an imbalance in energy in this world. And when we unbalance the energy within which we live, we know it can bring in greater problems, greater disasters, unless we work to rebalance it by using everyone who understands there is a light in this world And that light is the energy of the divine source. And it is available to us to work with, to draw on, and to send where that need is greatest. Now, that's not politics. That's just need. We have to send light and energy and love and healing to where there is a need, please, friends. Sorry.
0: No, (laughs) I apologise. I apologise is exactly what we're talking about. I, I, uh, I have my theory that we do tend to blame COVID for everything that's happening now. Again, I think with the metaphysical, it makes you drive down, down, down. As, mm. a, as an evidential medium, you should be driving down. If somebody yes. shows you a pineapple, you should be going back and saying, why are you showing a pineapple? What's the story behind
1: that? Yes. You drive down. Yes. And I think with the metaphysical, the way I understand it, work with
0: it it's the same energy but i'm driving down 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 trying to find that
1: the root cause what's yeah, yeah
0: everything else is an echo everything else is a reaction to an action
1: and if you yeah. can
0: find that
1: action that it's that kernel at the bottom of the uh information the the energy and mm-hmm. um, it works very much like symbology just keep peeling back the layers peeling back the layers because it's bringing more information to the forefront of the subconscious it's allowing that deeper understanding to rise through the morass of our physical our material our fiscal life which is what holds our attention most of the time and it's quite interesting that Um, you know, when we train mediums, we talk about learn to meditate. I want to go further and say, do not be passive in your mediumship. Mm. Meditation at times can be too passive. By all means, contemplate in a deep state, but keep that subconscious totally open so that every subtle signal, every little thing that the cosmos is throwing towards us, our subconscious is able to take it on board and say, okay, why am I seeing that feeling, that sensing that? What is that telling me about the situation around me? You're right. There is a lot of disinformation, incorrect information and assumption in our world. People are easily filled. And I believe we owe it to our own spirits to be truthful to the point of pain at times, mm. to, to expose ourselves to, to questions, to quite critical analysis. Um, I've got to be honest, ladies and gentlemen, I hate the fact that mediumship is seen as an entertainment. It really riles me. It's so much more. By all means, ease people's pain, by all means. But then remember, give them the tools to become their own medium enable them to find the answers for themselves, enable them to start on that journey of discovery. It is so exciting when we start it. Why should we deny anyone that wonderful love and hope and upliftment that comes with that journey?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And just quickly going back there when I was saying about it's very easy to blame this time now on COVID. I had a discussion with a supplier on the phone. They said, oh, well, it's because of COVID. I said, no, it's not. It's your handling of what the COVID world has given Mm -hmm. you is what I'm having an issue with. Yes. I sincerely think that COVID and all these things are coming up. If you drive back down, down, down through the energy we do look at a time, 2018, 19, it was all about the money, it was all about stature, it was all about power, it was all about control, it was all about dominance, it was all, so we were out of balance.
1: Yes, yes, very much so.
0: You know, and we think that we are this wonderful, you know, highly gifted, we are at the peak of our technological empire, we're still ruled by the natural and the physical laws, and if it, yes. things are out of balance, Actions will happen to redress that
1: balance. Exactly. And I think people need to understand that. It is the natural law, the natural order of things. And the the energy that we see in the metaphysical uh, realm is a natural energy. It is there. It is present in the very breath we take in, the food we take in, the affection we take from each other. It is so much part of our spiritual DNA that why don't we recognize it and understand when that is out of balance, whether it's in a relationship with a family member or friend or globally, there will be issues that have to be met face on, that have to be redressed. We have to look at ourselves. Um, One of the things I always struggled with is the um, lesson of non-interference. And non-interference in another's life does not mean that you have to agree with them. It does not mean that you can't point out your view, but it means they will still have to live their life their way because what did God give us, whoever God or whatever God is, free will. To make sure that we understood there is a price to pay for free will. You have to deal with the consequences of that free will. You can choose to walk away, ignore it for a while, maybe one or two lives, maybe hundreds of lives, but at some point, our development as a spiritual being we have to deal with the consequences of all the choices we make this life and every other life
0: yeah yeah that's true and it does have um this fascinating aspect when we start looking at things on an energy level to me it takes away As an evidential medium, I work very hard to build the story, build the picture, build that person, recreate that loving bond between the sitter and the spirit, and just to really produce that moment, that special sacred moment. But when I work with the energy level, I haven't got the personality side in there I'm seeing more energy and I'm understanding that. And actually I, I did find, I was introduced to this. I think you had mentioned it a few times I started reading up on it. And I thought, actually, I really like this because working with energy is, is not a, it's highly personal, but it's
1: impersonal. Yes, because if, if granny comes through and says, really, you shouldn't be doing that, you're taking advice from the persona of your granny But if the energy is giving you a clear indication that that particular part of the path is not good for you, you're having to take responsibility for that choice, that decision. Mm. So you can't say, oh, granny told me not to do that. or granny told me to go there. You're saying, the energy is showing me there is a pothole ahead of me. Now I can jump over it, fall down it, go around it. But I must choose the next step of my journey. So the energy makes us more responsible um, in terms of how we live.
0: Yeah, very true. If anybody has got any uh, questions about this, because it is often a term we hear a lot of, uh, but we are very, very rarely have the chance to actually just talk about these things. Um, Libby Bellhouse there is just commenting the butterfly effect to an yes, earlier statement.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Every action has a reaction, yeah. and every action is the result of a, <laughs> of an
1: action. Yeah. In fact, it reminds me of um, some years ago in the circle, I was struggling with the issue of control. For those of you who are into star signs, I'm Virgo, I'm a control freak. i got to be in charge. You might have noticed that. <laughs> and I was really struggling with giving up control for um, to allow spirit to overshadow me more. And uh, I was driving home from circle, as you do, telling yourself off, that was useless, didn't do so well tonight, when this billboard almost leapt off the sidewalk at me and it was a years going back when dunlop pillow tires dunlop tires sorry were using <laughs> we using athletes feet coated in rubber supposedly to give them more sure-footedness but it was the the phrase that went with the pair of feet and this athlete running from tall building to tall building the phrase said there is no power without control And I felt as though I'd been smacked on the hand, I have to say. (laughs) So I took the point that I've got to give up my control because the spirit world can see so much further than I can.
0: Yes, yes. And uh, control can... I, I was sat once for physical development and something that fascinates me. And I tried, and I had a few misfires with it, shall we say. Um, it was quite fun at the time. And I just sat and I went, why can't I do this? And they said, because you're too nosy. <laughs> and I went, I get that. I absolutely get that, because I am. Because the minute, you know, they say step aside, I'm going, why? What, are you? what do you want? What are you, you going to do?
1: <laughs> well, they, they, they are sneaky, because they did something similar. It's about the same time as the Dunlop sign. Um i couldn't give up total control i was still trying and um so they took me out of body during the meditation one night and i was walking down circular stairs in the terror of a castle but the crafty devils had put this huge ring on my finger and my hands running down the wall the circular wall and i'm looking at this ring thinking that's really pretty isn't that nice thank you for that not realising that I was now two steps from the bottom. And when I hit the bottom of the turret, I would be in trance. And it was literally as I hit the last step, my conscious mind shot back into control and said, wake up, wake up. And I came to with my heart in my mouth, thinking, you're sneaky, you lot. You're very sneaky, because they know I love jewellery. So it was their way of sidetracking me.
0: (laughs) There must be, I
1: said earlier, there must be an awful lot of spirit upstairs going, oh, yes, why? Why don't I end up with her under my wing? (laughs) Give me someone else, please. (laughs) Um, I think the wonderful thing about spirit is the love is so all-encompassing that they they love us, faults and all. And um, I think it's just wonderful that no matter how many times we make a mistake, we cock up, we get it wrong, we argue with them. They still come back in that loving perspective to support us whenever we ask, Yeah, whenever we ask.
0: I always said, I know when it's going to be my time to go home because all (laughs) my guides are going to be busy reincarnating (laughs) Quick, get out, he's coming, come on. (laughs) (laughs) We're we're going to reincarnate, I'm going to become a door mouse or something, (laughs) anything, get away from it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There's a question here from Sheena Lightheart in Scotland. Elaine, please, may I ask you, how you would take this. I was visiting my dad's grave. I said, dad, can you hear me? And a white feather fell at my feet. I said, dad, was that you? Nothing, but when we were going back to the car, another white feather fell, was that a message?
1: I really firmly believe that yes, feathers in particular have always been a very strong uh, sign for me, that whoever's has distended my mind in terms of thought Is saying, I got a message, I heard you, I can see your thoughts. So yes, I always believe that when feathers come from nowhere, they're from the spirit world. From the spirit world.
0: We we do have something here at Paul. Um and we have seagulls nest on the
1: roof. You have to be careful then. (laughs) Be circumspect about seagulls.
0: I do have to smile gently sometimes, you go outside and somebody goes look it's a feather, it's from my angel, and you think "That's much from that bloody seagull on the roof that wakes up at four o'clock in the morning and starts
1: squawking, but uh, if you're happy with it. I must say, to support Laurie, I remember one of my earliest teachers saying to me, the spirit world will give you physical phenomena quite happily, but use your common sense, use your reason. And a wonderful medium called Gordon Higginson always said, for a medium, this is the age of reason, use yours. And, she, and the, my, my tutor said, if you feel a breeze across your face, check if the window's open. If you hear a creaking noise outside, has the central heating just come on? And if someone's knocking on the door, for God's sake, get up and answer it, will you? <laughs> so yes, use your reason, be analytical. Yeah. Because if it's down to the pure energy of the cosmos, the divine source, it will still be there when you open the door, when you check the heating, it will still present phenomena. And, and just want to mention that I think because we don't follow energy in the way we used to, <clears throat> we have lost the ability to see such wonderful phenomena. And when you think of the phenomena that the mediums of the past didn't just witness, but were taking part in. You know, you might get the odd table tilting today, but the amount of materializations there were of reports, of, you know, people, Daniel Dunglass home, out of a third-storey window, back in a third-storey window. Why aren't we getting that level of phenomena? And I have to say, it's that horrible E word again, entertainment. People want a nice little message that will get me through the next week, Next month, the next year, but life's not meant to be like that. Life is meant to be experienced, so we've got to get out there, get in the thick of the energy, and really live it.
0: Mm. You've been told, everybody, so, come on, <laughs> off your backside, you get out of the world. <clears throat> um, lovely Jack there from Denmark, exactly. Common sense, yeah, yeah. This, this is not doubting spirit, this is no. not. Poo-pooing the whole right. idea of things, but we do need a modicum of common,
1: common sense. sense. Definitely, we
0: had it earlier tonight. The door was banging. We both like, oh, "Oh, hello, who's there?" <laughs> and I'd left the window open. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> but I, I love that because this is this is a very common thing that you hear from people. Why are we not seeing what we used to see? Why are we not getting the mediumship we used to see? Why is this not happening anymore? And yeah, I do like that. that we, it's, we've been to a degree dumbed down yes, yes. in our beautiful way of life of spiritualism. Uh, we have over the years, just reduce everything to the message and yes. nothing further. And it's such a shame. You know, it must be so irritating to be a spirit at the moment looking at Earth too, and thinking, oh, my God, what are they doing now?
1: Yeah, I think, I think there are certain human frailties that come to play in this. To be honest, I'm like most mediums. I'm reluctant, uh, nervous, not sure I'm hearing, seeing or feeling anything. Uh, Is it in my imagination? And I'm sure that most mediums ask themselves those questions, you know, before services, before demonstrations. Oh, will I fall flat on my face and be an idiot? It's about trusting. And I trust the spirit world implicitly. I don't trust my connection to them because I'm a human being and I can get things wrong. So I think there's this issue of us being a little bit insecure, not because past mediums were arrogant or egotistical, and i please take this with the with the love that it sent but a lot of past mediums had trust in abundance whether they were well educated well read or worked on a patch down the down the lane they trusted what they got they didn't ever question it they knew that if something happened it was the hand of spirit now we're not very trusting because we have technology We know how films are made. Um, You know, CGI is wonderful. You've only got to watch The the Matrix to see what we can create. The spirit world would have to make a hell of a lot of energy to come even close to producing the effects that CGI creates. So we have to learn to be patient. We have to learn to sit in that power, create it, enhance it. We have to learn to recognize when it's subtly shifting. And it is always subtle. Uh, the spirit world don't go in for fireworks and frightening us. If there is a need to stop us in our tracks, yes, they'll do it, but they'll do it with love and with sympathy and with gentleness. They don't want to scare the living daylights out of us or anybody around us. So they will use as much power as they need, but we're not very good at being confident that it will happen or giving them the time and the energy that they require. Um, I'm sure all of you know that people join circles and six weeks later, they think they're a medium. Well, um, I'm still studying. And I started when my daughter who's near 41 was three years old. I forget all the bits before because I didn't know what was happening. So my actual studying was 37 plus years ago. And I don't see that stopping till the day I die. And when I knock on the gates and ask to come in they'll say, Hmm, B plus Elaine could have done better, okay? So I know I have to put energy and effort into it. Not just for me and those I love, but I always think, I suppose it's a nurse in me, if one word, one touch, one look, can pull someone back from the edge of their abyss, then by golly, we've got to give it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I do like the, when you're talking about the CGI and the amount of energy but again on this digging down, digging down, digging down, where I've heard these things about, I know of a physical circle that was started up and worked
1: for, I think it was 14 months and then gave up because nothing happened.
0: And without any sort of bias, knowing some of the characters that were involved, I thought, What was the energy you set that circle up on? Mm -hmm. I get very much the impression it was, oh, come on, Spirit. All right, come on, Spirit, move this picture. Make this picture spin, all right? Spirit come in, make that picture spin. Next week, you're saying, do it again, do it again. We want to see it again. And then next week, can you make it swing side to side? Well, where is that actually going? what is you know
1: it's not entertainment exactly we're dealing with a, a deeper uh philosophy we're dealing with an intelligence we're dealing with an intellect and quite frankly if god himself was asked to keep swinging pictures i think he might be chucking a few thunderbolts around whoever god and whatever god is we've got to give the spirit world the chance to build the power but then we have to ask them to use it where it's needed now that might be we're thinking of someone who's unwell. We're thinking of a country that's at war. We're thinking of a, a a natural disaster. Let them decide where that energy has to go with our support. For goodness sake, to to turn what we believe in into a form of entertainment. I think all our pioneers aren't just turning in their graves. They're probably spinning. And I hope they come back and haunt every one of us till we get it right. <laughs>
0: Don't invite me. <laughs> <laughs> Elaine is staying here in our, in our guest medium suite up until three minutes ago. now we're going to be taking down the travel lodge. Anyway, <laughs> we've got the lovely Mark Stone. We were your ears burning earlier, Mark?
1: Hello, Mark. Uh,
0: Mark is saying there, patience and dedication and sitting for spirit rather than us sitting for what we want. Mm, yeah, definitely. And that is so true. That is so true. Uh, it's sadly true. It really is. If the spirit want to make that picture spin, they'll throw it in at the end of a logical <laughs> and well-constructed debate between the two worlds. Mm. There was a beautiful story and Margaret, who we were talking about earlier, uh, there were accounts of during the Second World War of... Number one, physical mediums being on the beaches of England stood there repelling the invasion. How wonderful. That energy out. And also, one physical circle gathered food because there was a town in France that was being besieged. Gosh. And during the circle, the food disappeared.
1: Fantastic. Fantastic.
0: See, because I think. You're, you're, you're working for a call. Yes. You're, you're applying.
1: Oh,
0: oh, there we go.
1: We're applying our mediumship. Yes. Yeah, I like that. I, and I was that thinking... That was my next catchphrase. Yeah, no, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm mediumship, yeah. I was thinking that where there is a, a real need, they will shift that energy. Um, our wish for messages... And I'm I'm not decrying the need for a message. The wish is different from the need. I think our wish for messages makes um a mockery of the energy the use of energy now we all know that when there are disasters in life sometimes people are capable of great power to save someone's life would they really have that same great power available to them if they want the lottery numbers or am i going to meet a new man or should i buy the blue car or the green one hey ho that's not what this is about but you know you hear stories of heroism, of people being in the right place at the right time, to to catch a falling person, to the sea of fire that's just starting in the house. That energy is there. And when we are open to it, it will get our consciousness and say, look, put yourself there, go in that direction. You, You know, because I have visual problems, I hate night driving. And this is really silly, but I used to say to Spirit, please, just get me home safely so i can't kill anyone on the roads <laughs> and bless them they ensured that i'd get right to where i lived because they knew my fear was i may not see clearly enough and don't all rush out and cancel your driving license said i do have medical permission to drive but to me that wasn't a trivial request i was thinking don't let me hurt anybody else Because, God forbid, I wouldn't be able to live with that. None of us should live with harming someone else on our conscience.
0: Yeah, that's actually a very similar story. I was going to serve a church, and we got about two-thirds of the way there, and I just started to feel really ill. It just came on really suddenly, and I was like, oh, no. And as we were getting closer to church, it just got worse and worse, and I thought, I said, please get me through the service, get me home safely. That's all I ask. Went in, service went fine, journey home went fine. Got to the front door, and I was with Steve at the time, and he said, oh, do you want to go for a burger? I went, no, I just need to go home. He said, oh, we'll stop off for a bus. I said, no, I just need to go. Well, I ran in, the st- <laughs> I ran upstairs, and oh, I was so ill, I got exactly what I wanted.
1: Yeah, they, they are wonderful at helping us do the job that they need done. Yeah. they are wonderful.
0: So there's a question here from Sue Townsend.
1: Hello, Sue. Elaine,
0: have you found that spirit changes how they and you work through mediumship?
1: Throughout my life, yes. I was a clairaudient from, from birth. So I heard them from, I think the age of three is my first conscious memory. Um, But once you've worked with a particular energy, then they shift it because they want you to get used to doing the next phase and the next phase. So so now I work with a a bit of everything. Uh, My favorite is um, clairaudience, because that makes you a lazy medium, to be honest. My hardest is clairsentience, because as a trained nurse, I'm trained to cover my feelings up. So it's hard for me to do the sensing bit because it means opening me up to what's around me, what's happening. So for me, clairsentience was the most difficult lesson. Um, but I, I, I do like the variety of experiences and um, I love being able to smell things, you know, when they put bread and butter pudding in front of me and I can smell it, I can't eat it, but I can smell it. Or when they bring in a wonderful fragrance, uh, my grandmother always wore Devon violets, and sometimes that just floods the room. So it's lovely to have the whole range available to you as you um, develop your mediumship. And you know, who knows? One day they may be able to shut me up long enough to get me to go into a trance state. I think they <laughs> live in hope. Yeah, well, you keep trying
0: to get in. <laughs> <all> right, <laughs> <don't you? laughs> um, yeah. That's, I like that about the change in the mediumship because I actually did this myself and I had to pull myself up for that. I did what you quite often hear from the platform oh, well, they've changed the way they're working with me. I don't know why they're doing that. Well, actually, it's your job as a medium, it's your bloody job to find out why mm-hmm. you're doing
1: that. Yeah.
0: I'm well, you're really like, well, I don't know why they're doing that. It's, it's, it's so just like okay, when, why we, we
1: do it. when we learn to drive. I don't know if you remember your first driving lesson. I do. I thought, how do you remember to turn the ignition on, depress the clutch lever, put it in gear and get your foot on the accelerator all in seconds? Well, spirit world takes a bit at a time, you know, turn the car on first deal. Let's deal with that. So it's getting used to using all those senses, all those skills so that they dovetail into each other. And that's why, going back to what we were talking about earlier, as your mediumship hits all those um, areas, they can then bring in things like metaphysics and symbology because that's a level where you've got to really allow your subconscious to take control of the assessment and it's you know about being in that energy nothing else matters and I'm sure like me when we're actually working if you're if you're giving someone information, you actually forget who's around you. You yeah. forget what's going on in the room. So if someone coughs or sneezes, it's like, whoa, oh, where did that come from? It pulls you back into the consciousness, which is how it should be. We should be in the subconscious, linked into that energy, forgetting our environment, forgetting who else is listening, because our connection is from spirit through the spirit of medium to the spirit in need.
0: Lovely. Lovely Jack here. I think we have to remember how much we can create a phenomena with our own energy without any presence of other spirit. Is there an intelligence within the phenomena?
1: Very true, yes. (laughs) Yes. Let's not have fireworks without someone's guiding hand on them, please. (laughs) Um, I I think um, certainly in terms of psychokinesis, it's well documented that We can move things. Um, I want to see unusual events, the phenomena that really matters. Um, I'm just trying to think back to the day. For example, I don't want people running around trying to hold live coals in their hands anymore. You know, that may be okay for Daniel Dunglass Home. I don't think we'd get away with it in church services now. But there is a wonder of a full materialisation of someone you have loved and lost an absolute wonder, and I know the first time (coughs) I saw a materialised child, I literally stopped breathing, I was watching the figure build in front of me to the point that they cut out the light that was the other side of the child, I saw every bit of clothing that child wore, the curls in the hair, and it was so solid, it was so solid, you know, it takes your breath away, and can you imagine if you're a parent, who's lost a child, or a loved one who's lost a partner after many years, what all joy that materialization would bring back to you? Sorry.
0: No, 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 absolutely. Jack, from spirit, through spirit, to spirit, mate. Thank you. I'll tell you after. All oh, right. Absolutely beautiful. <sighs> where are we going to go where are we going to go with our movement well
1: i think we've got to get back into the scientific research and i don't mean coldly scientific because we know that even going back to the days of you palladino people would sometimes want so badly to give the scientists a result that they would cheat a little bit not meaning to cheat but desperate to get a result but i think what we've got to do is have things control, sorry, <laughs> he's taking the mickey out of me and my hair, it is mine, it's not a wig. Um, we've got to have things controlled so that there can't be any overt interference. And some of the, the most wonderful, I, I don't know, did you ever look at the photography from, photography from the skull experiment? Yes. yes. Some of their photographs were yeah. amazing. So if we can prove that this was done without any evidence of tampering, it was done with you know uh, very specialist equipment, That's wonderful at showing to someone, look, it's not just about having a message, have a picture of your mum, have a picture of that child. See that child who's been lost for many years, now grown up into the young adult, and compare that to the family. I think we've got to go back into the scientific research. And please, 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 can we stop talking about rescuing spirits? In my book, and this is just my understanding, there are no lost souls in God's kingdom There may be one or two confused ones, but no one is truly lost from the divine light of God. I really do believe that. There are people who don't know they've passed. Um, that's sometimes what we get, poltergeist activity in homes as well as when you've got young teenagers. But I get really upset when we talk about rescuing souls. Who are we to rescue those who are now in their eternal life?
0: Mm. I, I think, again, it's um, we, we do get sometimes hung up on the semantics of word, and this word rescue implies that you're releasing somebody from bondage. <laughs> I don't that... <think> not...
1: <laughs> Dominatrix? <So rude. laughs> I, I just had this amazing vision in my head. <laughs> Moving on. Of oh, the spirit world, I'm, I'm, I'm
0: using the correct English phrase. All <laughs> right, smart.
1: Smart. they Where have senses. Anyway, yes,
0: we are we are releasing something that's trapped, or I believe very strongly that some spirit don't want to move on.
1: Yeah, I'd agree with you.
0: I think also some spirit are quite angry at the fact that they have
1: finished their physical existence yeah and somebody's living in their house and and there's no money now where's my money gone all those sort of emotions that that we do take with us to the spirit world everyone I also I do believe there are memories there are energy memories I remember yeah I remember going to Hampton Court with the school when I was about 13 or 14 and they always talked about um the, the lady running up the stairs when she was told she was going to be beheaded I don't know if it was Anne Boleyn or one of them and I remember um, a troop of us going up the stairs of schoolgirls, and I moved to let one pass. And someone said, what are you doing? I said, just boom. And, and I <laughs> believed that someone had run past me. I didn't even look at the clothes. It was the energy I felt. And I think we, at times of great stress, we do leave behind imprints on the earth plane. But I think there are also times of great positivity we leave behind wonderful imprints in ancient churches, in places of healing, holy places. You know, you've only got to go to standby, ley lines, Stonehenge, mm-hmm. wonderful old buildings to feel the, the energy that has built up over the years uh, of, of positivity. Oh, yes, all right, I'm being reminded. We can build up negative energy. Um, I was asked many years ago to go and see a child who was very ill with anorexia. I think she was about 17. Um, And I took a a, a medium healer with me. Um, We went out to this massive house to see the family. She was very ill physically, but also mentally. And without a word of a lie, as soon as we arrived, the healer said to me, I'm going to be sick. And I said, why are you going to be sick? He said, I really want to throw up big time. And I said, just let me give me a minute to tune in. And suddenly, I was very aware that the house had been built over the site of an ancient coven. Mm-hmm. And so there was an energy imprint in the ground. And this girl was being mentally and physically affected by the energy imprint. Um, and luckily, um, the family were quite acceptant of that because they didn't know the history of the ground. Um, so I, I know within a short number of years, they moved away and the child hopefully has recovered but we leave imprint energy don't forget it's all about energy leave behind a good imprint not a bad one
0: right. and the trouble is a footprint doesn't look like a boot so we can pick something up and not actually perceive what has left that behind yes
1: yeah
0: lovely tim abbott good evening mr abbott um oh no hold on let me go the other one Tim Abbott is saying here, I think we have to remember that spiritualism is like a three-course meal and mediumship is only the side, salad.
1: So why are so many mediums overweight? <laughs> <laughs>
0: that one was right.
1: <laughs> joking, only joking.
0: And another comment here from lovely Tim. Only when a medium... <sighs> Sorry, Tim. Is the postcode of the spirit world? Can I rescue or direct somebody home? Anyone, in, anyone
1: Medium knows.
0: knows. Knows the postcode of the spirit world. Can I rescue. All oh right, I've got you. Hello, sorry, Tim. I do apologize.
1: Very
0: <laughs> <laughs> humorous, Mr. Abbott. Yeah. <laughs> I expect
1: the um, post office have a special department for that, a bit like Father Christmas's letters. <laughs>
0: you lot behave tonight, naughty, I like to strike a happy medium, and I will
1: do <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear.
0: Absolutely fascinating. Now, you said something, and I, I just thought, I really want to go down that track, and it's gone, which is such a, such a shame. Uh, but you said something earlier. If anybody has got any questions or comments that they wish to share, that does include you, Mr. Abbott, sir. <laughs> Please do. But if you were saying, yeah. Going back. Ah, yes, sorry. I'm there. I'm there. I'm out oh, there
1: now. Is there anybody
0: there? Just about. <laughs> Chesterfield chats are much more relaxing. You were saying about working with scientists uh, Mm. more and working with science more. Now, I know through personal experience, there was a lovely lady who put out a plea for people to just go for a hypnosis study. Oh, yes, I saw that, yes. Emily. Mm -hmm. And when she first put the post out, she was vilified, is probably the best description. Why? That's the same language as bondage, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> vilified. Right. About, you know, you're trying to prove us fakes, you're trying to do all this. And it was a real backlash. So I, I, took, I just felt very upset for this lady. Uh, and I got in contact with her and I shared it around. I believe some of the people in the room tonight have taken part in her studies. Because going back to what we were saying about spinning the picture, the scientists don't want you to spin the picture no. and then come back next week and spin, you no. know, they're say, right, you spun the picture. How does that work? Which is what I believe <clears throat> mediumship should be doing for our congregation.
1: Well, yeah, because if you remember back, oh, God, I can't remember when, but some of the tests were um, getting healers to hold their hands over little tiny plants and see if they could increase the growth versus plants that had no encouragement. Um, I think it preceded the days of let's talk to our (laughs) plants. Yeah, nobody put hands over me, I never grew. Um, But also it was, you know, they'd do things like, um, you know, the big bell jars, they'd have things inside that would make a sound. So you you couldn't touch it, but you had to direct the energy so that the item inside would make a sound. All right, you might say, well, what good is that to the spirit world we're talking about energy and yeah. how energy can be moved by the mind um by our reality because remember this is an illusion what is fixed is not fixed it's fixed because our conscious mind can't cope with the fact that it might not be fixed
0: yeah
1: and um they're laughing at me because um i went on a, a course at, many years ago with a a lovely female medium who I'm not going to embarrass by naming her here because she must think I'm a lunatic Um, because I thought I'm going to try and give up control and um, one of the problems I said to her was I can't go down don't make me go down I have this fear of being entombed and she said okay let's try going up in the meditation up and out that way I went yeah let's go for it so we did and I did And suddenly found myself surrounded by um, pulses of energy and the, the, the walls had disappeared, the floor had disappeared. There was nothing around me but pure energy, colors, vibrations, I say pulses, swathes of it. And I remember staring around thinking, wow. And then I heard the teacher's voice and she said, Elaine, close your eyes. And I went, what? She said, you've got your eyes open, but you're not back in your body yet. Well, it was like a dose of cold water because I realized that there was nothing underneath me either. (laughs) (laughs) There was no chair, no floor. And so my conscious mind was beginning to panic. So bless her, I shut my eyes and gradually brought myself down. But It was the first time I had been so aware of what energy looked like. And it was just... If I say it was beautiful, that doesn't do it. Yeah. Description, yeah. Yeah, the depth of colours, the vibrancy, uh, even the sound, because sound is associated with the colours in the energy, and it was it was just phenomenal. Mind you, I didn't get any further with my because I thought that's just a bit too freaky. But it was just reminding us that this is so mundane. Much as I love our world, sometimes when you visit the spirit world, it's harder to come back. Yeah. And I, I
0: say often there's an evidential medium when you've got the connection right, you're doing your job as the evidential medium. And when you pass on that love, yes. we have to do it, you know. And she's saying how much she loves you. Um she's not sat in my ear going, Oh, tell her I love him. You just get it.
1: Oh, it overwhelms you, it yeah, flows you through <laughs> you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and it's like, whoa.
1: And it's an honour to be part of that loving energy. Oh,
0: God, yeah. Hugely, absolutely hugely. Tim Abbott, where do you see the future of mediumship and where do you see the future of spiritualism and are they going in different
1: directions? I don't have the answer, but I remember a wonderful person called Gordon Higginson had some concerns about where it was going in a certain timescale, as did Emma Harding's Britain, And I think we need to go back and look at what they were telling us about getting our act together in a period of time. You know, we should not just be a religion. Remember, spiritualism, first and foremost, was a philosophy. It was a way of living. And religion can be a very restrictive dogma. And it should be open to all and sundry, regardless of where they're from or what they think or what they believe in, you know, I'd like to think we are non-denominational, all-encompassing, inclusive, but we still see a lot of parochial behaviour in churches, unfortunately. Let's go back and read again what we were told by the spirit world, by our wonderful pioneers, modern and ancient, about what this movement needs to do. Mediumship, I believe we have to be professional in what we do. I don't want us doing readings in pubs. I think that's dreadful because you're opening yourself to energy of people who are drinking, perhaps are a bit over the mark. And I feel like saying, is there anybody there? (laughs) Um, You know, mediumship, yeah, it's got to be preventionally presented. But we've also got to remember that it's to bring easement, it's to bring healing, it's to bring love. It's not meant to be a universal panacea, but it's to help that one person that's there in front of you at that moment in time take a step back from their own personal abyss.
0: Yeah, yeah, beautifully, beautifully said. And it is so true. And I I love that question, Tim. Thank you. Uh, As a lot of you are aware, the track that I'm taking here with Paul Church is sort of disassembling what spiritualism had become Been, yeah. uh, and taking that apart. Not destroying it. No. Not destroying it. I'm disassembling it. And the terms of mediumship, I do get evidential medium, our yes. healing medium, yes. our philosophical medium. Yeah. Because the more that we use that language, the more that we can understand the breadth of spiritualism. Mm. You know, to just say a medium is not good enough
1: anymore, in my
0: book. I want to identify that, Tim, you are a fantastic trance medium, you're also a brilliant teaching medium.
1: And I think, too, we need to encourage people to continually push themselves, not to be a workshop junkie. That's not what I mean. But to push themselves with their studies, with their examination, asking questions. By all means, go and see how mediums work. Go and sit with them. But let's not chase messages ad infinitum, because free will dictates we have to live this life. And mediumship should not be the only answer. Experience is the answer. Pain is the answer sometimes. Love is definitely the answer. So let's get on and live it with the best possible skills available to us. And don't forget that energy of life constantly surrounds us all the time. And for anyone who is lost or lonely, they need to know that. They need to know that that life energy is theirs for the taking.
0: Yeah. Sue Townsend, how do you feel spirit help in areas of conflict and all related happenings in what is a very dense energy?
1: That's an interesting one, because certainly if you talk to some of our mediums who lived through world wars, um, they were very aware of the presence of spirit at the time of active service. And we know certainly, was it the Second World War, the Angel of Mons appeared? So we know the spirit world will get involved what i struggle with is let's not think one side is always right and one side is always wrong yeah we have to be very careful um but i think what we should send is light and healing to all areas so that there is the light of understanding there is enlightenment for those that hold the power and there is healing for those who are displaced hurt or generally distressed um it's very difficult again- going back to what I said earlier about non-interference we have to we don't have to agree with what's happening um we may have to take personal action on a level that we can cope with in our own understanding. but the other side of any argument isn't always a bad thing. Mm-hmm. it's just someone with a different perspective. maybe yeah. they've not yet reached the point of understanding yeah
0: um, with me you. I never see spirit telling me, you must do this or you mustn't do that. Sorry, Libby, we had this discussion this morning and it's mm. just funny that energy's back again. Mm. It's, it's, it's all about education. Mm. I love the old books, W.T. Steed, 1876. Mm. And in there, they were talking about uh, the death penalty mm. and saying, you do not realize the, ca- the chaos and the disruption that your world creates in our world because you have the death penalty yeah. where you have, you are dispatching spirit to our world in still in that turmoil,
1: and there's education and raising. That's what's so frightening, isn't it? We even with our understanding, we cannot see what happens when someone joins the spirit world. We we pray that they're met they're greeted, they're healed, but we don't actually see how that spirit responds. And um, sometimes people don't get um, reassurance quickly. They wait for years and years and years to hear that that loved one transitions safely and carefully. And I think there is a great need to be very careful about how people are sent to the spirit world if it's not by natural um, progression of an illness or a disease or a, or an accident, we must think about cruelty leaves its mark on everybody. Yeah, And that, I wouldn't want to be responsible for sending a soul home early. I don't mean that tritely. I have no right to send anyone home early. They have a right to life in the same way I do. And, you know, we have to find a way of, coming to terms with the great differences in our consciousness. Um, And and that's why religion is an issue, because even that itself causes divisions in people's understanding. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I haven't got an easy answer, I'm afraid.
0: Yeah. Just one little comment there um, about the energy being a dense energy. Again, I think we allow words to – because we're physical – so we do need to put things into a physical yes. perspective. However, they're not. So I was just talking about love. I don't get the word I love you. I get <laughs> no,
1: yes, yes.
0: And I have been in energies which have not suited me whatsoever. Um, I didn't associate that with a dense feeling. It was just wrong that I was not into that energy.
1: So- I think sometimes it's very profound emotionally.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. Because I know if I'm in um, in a situation where anger is the prime energy, it's one I really do not like around me. Um, it's almost like walking through a cloud, of smoke, but the smoke is the energy. And we, I, we forget just how much we emanate all the time, oh, no. how much energy we're sending out all the time. And it doesn't have to be a lot of words. Sometimes it can be a look, yeah. it can be as venomous
0: my mum had the look
1: did she oh god yeah (laughs) i bet she wasn't venomous i know no you're
0: not venomous but i'm sure all mums have got that look yes oh right we don't argue anyway elaine thank you elaine has never been on the internet elaine has (laughs) not got a facebook account no (laughs) so
1: how was that interesting Good. interesting yeah. good, good, good. I'm you know so
0: pleased when you said yes
1: and you know good luck to everyone on their journey please keep taking that light into the darkness it's needed
0: yeah very true and especially at this time it is to put it into our human parliance it is a light and darkness and be that light and are they going to be Be the best. Mm. It's what I say to people. You know, don't settle for a second. Oh, yeah, I'll try. Don't try. Do. Get out there. Burn that beacon brightly wherever it comes from in you. Be proud. You're here for a reason. Start living it. So thank you, thank you, thank you, everybody.
1: Yes, thank you. The
0: Lovely Elaine is with us uh, tomorrow morning. She'll be taking our divine service, so you can watch in, online. And also, there's still two private sittings left with Elaine, if you are local and would wish a private sitting. Otherwise, thank you, everybody. You're all coming out the woodwork now, aren't you, everybody? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. As always, it's been a pure delight. It's one of our Chesterfield chats you <laughs> am going to have to reprisome these Saturday nights when I'm so fortunate to have these beautiful people staying here now within the church and keeping me on the straight and narrow uh, we can have our Chesterfield Chats <laughs> so thank you everybody have a brilliant evening whether you're watching tonight, watching Catch Up listening to the podcast later on yeah, love yourself burn that bright light yes. keep it, be proud why are you, why are you hiding it Why is it like meekly? Get it out there. Good night, everybody.
1: Good night.